Today I want to share on the topic called Always Joyful, Always Praying, Always Giving Thanks. Taken from 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 16 to 18. It says, Be joyful always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. For those who are from outstation and overseas, welcome, welcome back to your home here in Glad Tidings. Now, Chinese New Year Day is called Guonian in Chinese, which means celebrate a new year or overcome Nian. The character Nian could mean a year or the monster Nian. In ancient times, there was a monster named Nian with a long head and sharp, thorn, sharp horns. It dwelled in the sea all year round and only showed up every Chinese New Year Eve to eat people and to eat livestock in nearby villages. Therefore, on New Year's Eve, people would flee to the mountains to escape being harmed by this monster. People lived in fear of this monster until a rugged old man with white hair, he, until this man visited the village. He refused to hide in the mountains with the, with the villagers, but he successfully scared away the monster by pasting red-colored papers on doors burning bamboos to make a loud cracking sound, burning and lighting candles in their homes and wearing red clothes. When the villagers came back, they were surprised to discover that the village had not been destroyed. After that, every New Year's Eve, people did as the old man instructed and the monster Nian never showed up again. So the tradition continued until the present time and become an important way to celebrate the Chinese New Year. People burn firecrackers to hopefully scare away the demons. They wish they could scare away Satan and all the evil spirits. But Satan cannot be scared away by firecrackers and red-colored objects. The use of red colors to overcome the monster may have its roots in the earlier memory of blood sacrifice, pointing to the blood of Jesus Christ. The Bible says they overcame him, him, Satan, by the blood of the Lamb. In Revelation 12, Jesus Christ. So the Lord Jesus Christ the God Almighty, the Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Prince of Peace is here this morning. And He's giving you, He's wishing you and wanting you to succeed in your life. He wants to bless you. He wants to, he wants to give you an abundant joy. And He desires that each one of you have a relationship, a communion with Him. And he desired that you be a grateful follower of his. 
So in the verses that we have just read this morning, he says the Apostle Paul gives us three directives. Repeat after me. Yeah? Be joyful always. Pray always. Give thanks always. The reason for these commands is because this is God's will for you and I. The first directive from Paul commands us to be always joyful. Always joyful. Now, this is the time of celebration. Everyone wants to be happy. Wouldn't it be great if every day were like this Chinese New Year season? That we get up early in the morning, the, we hear the birds singing, the sun shining, and we, we do not have a care in the world. Because during Chinese New Year, you don't worry about anything. You just enjoy your life. So we wish everybody Happy New Year. So I wish, I hope we can wish everybody every Happy New Year every day, <laughs> every day of our lives. But in reality, in reality we face rainy days, difficult days, and the trials of life overwhelming. The fact is, every day doesn't score a perfect 10. The Bible didn't say be happy always. It says be joyful always. Happiness depends on happenings. It comes from the root word hap, H-A-P, which means chance or circumstance. I'm happy today because this is the Chinese New Year. I'm happy today because things are moving well for me. It is external. Joy is internal. God's joy is simply a smile on the lips. It is peace in the heart as a result of our mind continually stayed on Jesus Christ. Now you may ask yourself, how is that even possible? How can I be joyful all of the time? Am I supposed to be joyful when the doctor tells me that I have an irreversible disease? Am I to be joyful when my loved one is in hospital? Am I to be joyful when my loved one is going through chemotherapy? I'm in no way trying to be insensitive. I'm well aware that in life, there are some extremely difficult things that we deal with, and those things make it hard to have joy. But it's possible. And I'll explain. James 1 says, count it all joy when you fall into various trials. The word count. Count means to govern or to rule over. To govern or to rule over. If I'm to be joyful all the time and count it all joy when I go through various trials, it means that I have to take charge of the situation. I have to choose. I have to make up my mind that I will be joyful in the midst of my trials. I can't let my circumstances determine whether I will have joy or not. I can't allow a bad, a bad situation, a bad breakup 
to cause me to not to have joy. Because being joyful is a byproduct of grace. And when you have experienced the grace of God, joy flows a little more freely. Philippians 4.4 4 says, Rejoice in the Lord always. And again I say, rejoice. In case you have short memory, he's saying, in case you have short memory, he says, again, I say, rejoice. We are commanded, commanded to be joyful in every situation because God has determined it in our lives. Joy is given to us when we surrender all of ourselves to the Lord Jesus Christ. When we exchange our sinfulness for His righteousness. When we say to Him, Lord, have your way with me. The Bible says, in your presence is fullness of joy at your right hand. Pleasures forevermore. God wants His people to be joyful. He, got, he wants you and I to be joyful. A joyful Christian is a victorious Christian. A joyful church is a triumphant church. Can you say amen? Yes. Studies show that the more joy we have, the more productive we are. The more energized you are. Corporations even hire joy consultants to build up the joy in people's lives so that employees can be more productive. So you and I have more energy, we have more creativity, we have more dynamism when we have joy in our lives. So in Philippians, Paul gives us six joy builders that will help us be joyful no matter what our situations may be. The word the acrostic is J-O-Y-F-U-L. J stands for jettison. Jettison all regrets about your past. All regrets about your past. Philippians 3 says, One thing I do is to forget what is behind and do my best to reach what is ahead. Jettison means, of course, to get rid of. Paul says, if you want to be joyful, you want to, be, you want to enjoy your life, you are to do some things. There are some things you have to get rid of. You have to, because they are wearing you down and overburdening your, overburdening your life. The Bible says to forget your regrets because that's what God does. He chooses to forgive your sins once they are confessed. The starting point of joy is letting go of your past. O stands for omit all worries about your future. Don't worry about your future. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. If you, are, if you are to enjoy the present, you must omit all worries about the future. Worry is the greatest cue joy of it all. Why stands for yield yourself to God's purpose. For me to live is Christ and to die is gain. If you are just drifting, you do not know where you are going, you do not know why you are here, if you're just going, you will not, you're not going to have joy in your life. We all need a cause greater than ourselves 
for which we live. Get in line with, what, with God's purpose for your life. F stands for focus on God. Those who look to Him are radiant. Their faces are never covered with shame. Now, Amy Carmichael was known as the Lioness of Ireland. She received God's call as a young lady, a risk taker. She went to India at age 28. And she spent the next 53 years without returning home. She established the Donovan Fellowship, an orphanage to save young girls from cult prostitution. Over the years, the Donovan Fellowship took care of more than a thousand children and is still in operation today and has grown to include schools and even a medical clinic to take care of the sick. But her, so Amy, Amy encountered many, many hardships. She encountered a lot of oppositions. But her faith in the Lord never wavered. She kept her heart focused on the Lord. U stands for use your life to help others. If you want to have continuous joy in your life, give your life away like what Amy Carmichael did. L stands for learn to be content. Philippians 4 says, I have learned to be content whatever the circumstances. Even in prison, the Apostle Paul was contented. In Budapest, a Jewish, a Jewish man went to his rabbi and he complained, life is unbearable for my family and I. There are nine of us living in one room, small room. What can I do? The rabbi thought for a while and he answered, take your goat into your room with you. The man was skeptical. But the rabbi insisted, do as I say and come back in one week. A week later, the man came back looking even more troubled than before. We cannot stand it. The goat is filthy, he told the rabbi. A week later, the man returned all excited and exclaimed, life is beautiful. We enjoy every minute of our lives now. There's no goat, just the nine of us. So appreciate what you have. Don't complain. Joy is what makes life enjoyable. Now Romans 5, 1 to 11 gives us three reasons why we are the most joyful people in the entire world. First one, the first reason is we have hope. We rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. For a Christian, no situation is impossible. No situation is hopeless. We have hope in the God of the impossible. Can you say amen? So it has been said that a person can live 40 days without food, three days without water, Eight minutes without air, but not one minute 
without hope. We've got to have hope. We've got to have hope in God. Some researchers at Cornell University studied 25,000 prisoners of war from World War II. They concluded that a prisoner can handle almost anything if he has hope. Pastor Samuel Lamb, you may have heard of him. Pastor Samuel Lamb, he, he was a prominent pastor in the church in, the, in China's house church movement. And he spent 20 years in prison. And he was, why? Because he was, because of his faith, he was persecuted and imprisoned. He endured 20 years of imprisonment, hardship, pain, suffering. But his hope was on Jesus Christ alone. So that is how he was, he was able to go through 20 years of imprisonment. After he, his release in 1979, he restarted the house churches and he thrived. The government even was tolerating his house churches and it grew. His team words, his, his famous phrase is, more persecution, more growth. Today, China is growing and many people, in, many people are becoming Christians even in China. It's been said that 24,000 people Come to Jesus Christ every day in China. Come on, give Jesus praise. Amen. Number two, the reason why we are the most joyful people. Number two, God has a purpose. We rejoice in our suffering because we know that our suffering produces perseverance and perseverance character. So God uses the problems in your life to produce character. And character, not circumstance, produces joy. Number three, third reason is God is with us. Isaiah 43 says, when you pass through deep waters, I will be with you. Your troubles will not overwhelm you. When you pass through fire, you will not be burned. Talking about fire, remember the three Hebrew children who went to the fiery furnace and who was there with them? Who was there with them? Yeah, Jesus was there with them. They were not burned at all. So they, they, they came out of the furnace healthy and strong. So God is with us. And nothing can overwhelm us. Nothing can destroy us. The devil cannot. Other people cannot. No matter where, what you go through in life, you will never walk alone. Now that is reason to be joyful. The second directive Paul gives us is always pray. Pray continually. He says to us, he encourages us, Elijah was a man like us. He prayed earnestly that it would not rain, and it did not rain on the land for three and a half years. Elijah prayed fervently, earnestly. Earnestly means he prayed with dogged perseverance. He didn't give up. 
So the most important thing about prayer is sticking to it. Sticking to it. We don't just pray once and ask God once and then we leave. We keep knocking. We keep seeking. So the most important thing about prayer is sticking to it. I'm still praying. Still praying for some of my loved ones in the family to be saved. In my extended family as well to be saved. So we're always joyful when one of them comes to know the Lord. So I'm always encouraged by the story in the Bible in Luke chapter 18, which talked about a widow who asked a judge for help and finally got it. Jesus ended the story with a question. If an unrighteous and disrespectful judge finally answers a pestering widow's plea for help, shall not God answer His children with joy when we cry out to Him day and night? The answer, of course, He will. George Muller, I'm sure all of you know, pastor and orphanage director, was known for his faith and persistent prayer. Many times, when he prayed for specific needs for his orphanage, God sent exactly what he required. Yet for more than 40 years, he also prayed for the conversion of a friend and his friend's son. When Muller died, those men still were still unconverted. God answered those prayers, however, in his own time. The friend was converted while attending Muller's funeral and the son a week later. So I know many of you, in fact all of you have been praying for your loved ones and your friends to be saved. My encouragement this morning, keep on praying. Keep on praying. Trust your heavenly Father to answer according to His wisdom and His time. God honors persistent prayers. This morning, you may be going through tough times, rough patch in your life, Things may not be going well for you this moment. Life is hard. You may be in a storm. Call on the Lord. Because He is able to do more than we ask. He is the God who hung the stars in the sky. He reigns over all the nations. All power and might are in the palms of His hands. And He uses it to make great, to give strength. Just touching the hem of His garment can make us whole. Jesus is here. If you pray to Him, say, Jesus, heal me. He will heal you. Because the power of God is here to heal you. One day, at the altar area, when sister came forward, I said, sister, what's the problem? He says, I have, please pray for me, I have vertigo, vertigo. So I prayed for her in faith. He said, vertigo, in the name of Jesus, command you to go, in Jesus' name. She went back home, 
suddenly realized that her vertigo was healed. Healed by the power of God. Come on, give Jesus praise. Just touching the helm of His garment can make us whole. Come to Jesus. We call on Jesus because when they crucified Him on Friday, He got up early on Sunday morning by His own power and might overcoming hell, death, and the grave. The Word of God tells us that we are to pray in faith. We are to pray in the name of Jesus because the name of Jesus is powerful. We are to pray in the Spirit. When we pray in the Spirit, we will pray according to the will of God. We will, we will speak God's truth. When we pray in the Spirit, we will encounter, we will encounter victory and we will encounter transformation in our lives. So I encourage us to continue to pray in the Spirit. Number four, we are to pray about everything, whether it's big things or small things or anything in between. We are to pray about everything and worry about what? Nothing. Worry about nothing. Prayer is the... So we are always to pray, never to give up. We are always to keep on praying, keep on seeking God. Prayer is the best cure for our confusion. Today, many people are confused. Many people are uncertain about what is going on in Malaysia. There's so many things going on in the alternative news. So many of us are unhappy about our nation. But what can we do? We can pray. We can pray and keep on praying that God the sovereign God will take control of the situation in Malaysia. God will take sovereign rule over the elections, that there will be no falsehood, that there will be justice, there will be fairness in our land. So let's pray. Let's pray for our land. Amen. That's right. So our words, our words have the power to bring the things that are needed for both our spiritual and temporal life for both our individual and national life. Let's stand up today and declare. All stand. Let's all stand and make this declaration. This declaration, the number one, it says, okay, here it says, together, one, two, three. I am blessed with a great family, with good friends, with good health, and with faith, favor, and fulfillment. Everything I have put my hands to do is going to prosper and succeed by the power that carried the children of Israel to the promised land. My family and I move from bondage to liberty, from sickness to health, from lack to abundance, from sorrow to joy, from defeat to victory, from fear to faith, hope, and love. Last one, we decree an increase of God's kingdom's rule and reign over our nation in Jesus' name. Amen. Please be seated. Please be seated. So God tells, Paul, the Apostle Paul tells us that we are, while we are joyful, while we are praying, we also 
need to give thanks. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Alex Haley, the author of this book called Roots, he had a picture on his wall, a picture of a turtle on the fence post. So one day, her friend came to, the, came to his office and asked, Alex, why is that picture there? What's so important about the picture? Alex Haley answered, every time I write something great, every time I, I think that I wrote something wonderful, I begin to feel, and when I begin to feel proud of myself, I look to the turtle on top of the fence post and remember that it didn't get there on its own. It had help. It had help. So that's the basis of thanksgiving, to remember that we got here with God's help. And, and that is, He is the provider of every blessing we have. I'm standing here not because of my cleverness. I'm standing here because somebody helped me. And that somebody is the great I am. The great I am has helped every one of us. Come on, give Him praise. So when I look back on the course of my life, of course I wish I would be like the young people here. If I go back 60 years or so, I will be enjoying the Chinese New Year, getting a lot of ang paos. Hey, young people, getting a lot of ang paos or not? Do you get a lot of ang paos? Yeah, those were the days, I think all, the, all of you who are young, who go back, you know, go, go back the clock. 30 years, 40 years, 50 years, 60 years back, when you were children. Wow, you really enjoy your Chinese New Year, didn't you? Yeah? <laughs> now as adults, of course, you, you start to give ang paos. And that's not so good, huh? <laughs> but it's good. It's, it's more blessed to give than to receive the, the Lord says. Amen. So, as I look back, like I was saying, I thank God for a beautiful family. I thank God for a great church family. And I thank God for this blessed nation, Malaysia. You know, Malaysia is a blessed nation, you know. Why? Because when you go overseas, when you come back, you long for the food in Malaysia. Yeah, when you are away for a season of time, you come back, you want to eat the rojak. You want to eat the nasi lemak. You want to eat the, what else? Yeah, cha kui tiao. <laughs> yeah, wonderful. This is a blessed nation. So thank God for this nation. Pray for this nation. That God will continue to transform this nation according to His great plan for Malaysia. So God's blessings to us are innumerable, countless. We receive daily, we receive physical, spiritual blessings. The hymn writer tells us, count your blessings, name them one by one, and you'll be surprised what the Lord has done. If you have three meals a day, you have some money in your pocket, you have a roof on your head. 
you have a car to drive, hey, you are the richest people in the world. You're more richer than 70% of the world's population. Come on, give Jesus praise for what you have. Hey, by comparison, all of you are millionaires. Can you say amen or not? <laughs> yeah, so be, be joyful always. God has blessed you. God has blessed you abundantly. Ephesians 5 says, sing and make music in your heart to the Lord always. Giving, always giving thanks to God for everything. Sing. Make music in your heart to the Lord. Always giving thanks to God the Father for everything. Especially sing when you come to church early. Come and worship God. Sing with all your heart. Sing with all your being because this is the allotted time for you. We don't have much time on earth. Life truly is very, very, very short. By the blink of an eye, I've already crossed three score and ten. <laughs> blink of an eye. Wow. <laughs> 71 years old. <laughs> I can't imagine how time just flew by. So while you have breath, sing praises to the Lord. Sing with gusto, you know, gusto me with all your heart, all your strength. Give all you have to the Lord. Worship Him. So always means what? Always give thanks every day. So give thanks always. So when you begin to give thanks to God, this is what will happen. Our worries, our fears, and murmurings disappear. Number two, the peace of God, joy and courage appears, and God is glorified. Three, your health improves. You know, when you are, when you are thankful to God, you are joyful, you exercise more. During this Chinese New Year, I find that my waistline has increased a little bit. <laughs> so my wife is very worried. She said, hey, your waistline is 34. Don't let it go 35. I said, never. <laughs> so Chinese New Year, you enjoy the food. Enjoy the food, but watch your waistline. Do some exercise, okay? Do some exercise because when you do exercise, what happens? When you do exercise, what happens? I think Pastor Raymond will know. When you do exercise, what do you do? What happens? You grow slimmer like Pastor Raymond. <laughs> when you do exercise, what happens? <laughs> you become healthier. Yeah, your blood pressure comes down a little bit. Yeah, you have more, more energy. So may God help us to be a people overflowing with thanksgiving to Him always. Joy, prayer, and giving thanks always is a spiritual gift. The only place we can, we can get the gift of joy, prayer, and thankfulness is, is in Jesus Christ. 
I'm talking about the Jesus who went to the cross in your place, the good shepherd who laid down his life for the ship, the one who invites us to come to him with our burdens so that he can give us rest. I'm talking about Jesus, the creator and the sustainer of all things. So this morning, God is giving us some commands. He's saying, always be joyful. Always pray. And always give thanks. Give thanks. Let's pray. Let's pray. Everybody praying. God wants us to be joyful. He wants us to continue to pray. He wants us to give thanks always. If you do not have joy at this moment, just look to Him. Look to Him. Because He is the author and finisher of your faith. He is the God who says, nothing is impossible with me. Everybody praying, no one looking around. Let's worship the Lord in one song. Look to Jesus, everyone. For all you've done, for all you're going to do, we give you thanks and we lift our praise to you.
this morning, if you don't know Him, if you have not surrendered the control of your life into His hands, I just want to invite you into His presence where there is fullness of joy. All you have to do is just raise up your hands and say, Jesus, I want to call on you as my Savior and God. If you are the person today, just slip up your hand wherever you are. Just slip up your hand. If you don't know Jesus, this is the first time you want Jesus to come into your life and be your Lord and Savior. Just lift up your hand. This morning you want to rededicate your life to Jesus. Say, here am I, Lord. I've wandered from your presence. I want to come back. Come back to you, my Lord and my Savior. I want your rest. I want your peace. I want your victory. I need you now. If you are the person, just raise up your hands. Say, Jesus, I need your touch upon my life. I need victory in my life. I'm going through a difficult patch. I need you to come touch me. Give me victory. If you are the person, just raise up your hands. We can pray together with you. If not, we will just sing the song one more time. We give thanks. Let's all raise our hands to the Lord. Father, you see those hands raised to you. Lord, you want to bless every one of my brothers and my sisters. You want every one of them to do well in life. You want them to succeed in their life. Come, Holy Spirit, and touch every one of them. Fill them with your power. Let your miracle come upon their bodies soul and spirit. Let them become bold witnesses for you during this Chinese New Year that as they go about in their visitation, they will be the torchbearer for Jesus Christ. They will be the lighthouse that many will see and they will be the good news bearer for the Lord. So Father, I pray abundant blessings upon every one of your people the anointing of the Holy Spirit to rest upon every one of them. Release a fresh anointing upon my brothers and sisters. Enable them, O oh God, to rise up from where they are 
touch lives for your glory this time. So bless your people, even as we go. The power of God lingering in us, the presence of God going with us, the joy of God is our strength going with every one of your people. So today, we live in great joy. We, great, we live in satisfaction and contentment. We live, Lord, in this life, journeying this life with compassion in our hearts. So Father, I pray a blessing upon your people this Chinese New Year and beyond, that they will enjoy life. They will be joyful always. They will pray always and they will be a thankful people to you always. We give you thanks and praise this morning. In Jesus' name we pray. And God's people say, Amen. God bless you. Go.